don't know, maybe, you know, until you've been up here to preach, maybe you don't know how much it helps to have good praise and worship people. And, uh, you know, I was just observing a little bit this morning, and, uh, man, y'all were, y'all were involved and kicking it. Pastor Diana, she helped me. Brother Anthony helped me. You know, you, know, you, get, you get excited about preaching when somebody's excited about coming to church. They're glad to be here. And it does. It really, it, it helps. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for obeying God. I, uh, man, I'm a mess today. I'm telling you, I, I really am. I locked myself out of the house. I, uh, I, I, I forgot my glasses. I got an old pair with me and I forgot to put my mic on. I'm, uh, I'm just something else today. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, and I've been focusing on the things of the spirit. Praise God. We'll, we'll put it that way. Hallelujah. But uh, I'm glad to be here, and uh, if you don't know me, my, I'm Brother Les. So let me just introduce myself, and I've been here for a long time and been in the Ministry of Helps, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to minister, and uh, it's really a, really an honor. And, uh, you know, this morning I, I, I felt like God told me to make sure I made the prayer time, so I went back with, with Brother Dale, and he helped me, praise God. You know, if you just listen to the Holy Ghost, he, he, he'll help you. Yeah. But I've been sharing with my life group, I shared with them Wednesday about, I, I want to finish my life strong. And I was thinking about, uh, you know, I just turned 60 this year, and I'm, I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna be strong and in health and doing some things until I'm 90. You know, you know I mean, I, and uh, so I'm, I'm talking to God about the next 30 years. What do you want me to do? So I'm, I'm, I'm praying out my, my future. And uh, Brother Dale, you helped me today, what you said. You know, he just put some scriptures and some thoughts from Pastor Nancy about what I'm doing. And, and so that, that really helped me. And, uh, you know, Dr. Jacobs has been teaching on uh, uh, being filled with the Spirit of God and praying in tongues. And, uh, um, you know, nobody does it better than he does, in my opinion. And I'm not going to go down that avenue today because I feel like it would just maybe kind of interrupt what he's got going. And... Uh, you know, he mentioned uh, that sheet that he, he has people study and fill out before they come for, to have hands laid on to be filled with the Spirit. And he said, you know, that without fail, when people do that and do it right, they, they do, they get filled, they receive. And, uh, you know, I've just been around here long enough to know that's true. When people do that, they receive. And I've seen many of people get filled with the Spirit of God just by going over that sheet, coming forth, and, and, and just doing what the man of God said. So I encourage everybody... If you're not spirit-filled, get one. As a matter of fact, the ushers have one. You can see an usher after the service and get one if you don't have one. I've, I've went through it several times myself since I've been spirit-filled because it's just full of scriptures, and it's a good study. The ushers also have the two little books that the church bought to hand out. So if you need one of those, just see an usher. They got those, and they can get them to you. Uh, man, everybody ought to be filled with the spirit. You're talking about a life-changing thing. Praise God. Everybody ought to get in and just have that witness on the inside. And, uh, man, hallelujah. I'm just, just feeling it out here. I got lots of notes, and I don't know how much I'm going to do. After I come out of the prayer meeting this morning, I went to one page and wrote skip on the top, so <laughs> we're not doing that. I, I do, every time I preach, I do that. I write stuff, and then I change it, and then right up to the very minute I get behind the pulpit, things are changing. Uh, it's just the way it is. Hallelujah. But praying in tongues will help you fulfill the will of God for your life. Praying in tongues, it gets your head out of it. You know, your head can be full of doubt. It can be full of confusion. It can be full of worry. 
And praying in tongues, see, takes all that out of your prayer life. You can pray straight to God by the Holy Ghost, pray out the plan of God for your life. And it's so important. It's so important. But there's a lot of different things in the Scripture about prayer, a lot of different ways that, that we can pray. And I don't think any of them replace the other. You know, we need all of them. We need to learn about them. We really do. And, uh, you know, you need, you need faith to manifest things in the earth. There's all kind of things that heaven's got for us, but you've got to have faith to manifest them in the earth. Um, you know, I want to talk to you about that a little bit today and, and, uh, and being thankful for what God's already manifested. And, uh, man, Pastor Diane, you were, you were on it this morning talking about Thanksgiving. And uh, it's so important that we be people of Thanksgiving. Uh, hey, you talked about veterans, you know. I seen a little clip on Facebook of Sam Elliott talking about uh, him and his brother went in the service together and they, they were at the Omaha Beach. And uh, he told the story. I mean, he got shot up and his brother got shot up, but they both lived and they made it. His brother died at age 92 or 4 or something like that. And I, I, it just touched me when he told that because, see, my dad did the exact thing, thing on, on, at Normandy. And uh, he, he told the story about sitting out there in that boat and, and he's floating and bouncing around, you know, and, and, and they're just bringing the dead out, you know, yeah. just boatload after boat. And he knows I'm going in next, wow. you know. So, you know, we should be thankful for the veterans that have yeah. done things and, and gave us, a, we, I mean, we can come to church and yeah. freely worship God in here today. And uh, my dad, uh, he told the story. He said he, he was uh, a machine gunner, carried a 500 caliber machine gun. I think at that time it took two guys to lug the thing around. But he, he told that story, you know, and he said, uh, I was very blessed because I was one of the latter ones to go in, and they basically had the beach secured. I made it across the beach and up on the hill and planted my machine gun on top of that hill. But think about all the people that did die, gave their life, so, so, and he made it. You know, so and That's he's good. just all kind of stories. Yeah, it, it would. There's there's a message there for sure. But people gave their life, and he made it on top of that hill. And uh, you know, we overcome a great evil in that war. Praise God. So I'm thankful for that. And I, I want to talk to you um, about a, a type of prayer that means a lot to me. And I've told this story I don't know how many times. So if you've heard it before, bear with me. You know, but. Um, let me read this scripture, Matthew 18, 19. It says, Again, I say to you that if any two of you agree on earth concerning anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And, uh, you know, I, I, when, I, uh, when I was a young man and uh, I was struggling to get off drugs, alcohol, and all that, and I, I had young wife, two young boys, and I was struggling in every area. You just couldn't imagine the struggle and the difficulty of, of trying to get my life straightened out after I had made every decision you can imagine to screw it up. And, uh, you know, and then my wife says, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you. I'm, I'm tired of living like this. I don't like you. I don't like who you're becoming. And, uh, you know, I think I just want out. And uh, she had a right to. I was uh, a messed up person. had all kind of anger issues. If you could have seen the... The way I lived, I mean, I, I beat dents in my car. I beat holes in my wall because I was just frustrated and angry. And, and I never hit her, praise God. And uh, that's probably because of what, what my mother and father taught me. 
you know. What parents teach kids is so important, you know. But they taught me to live better than I had, and I'd mess some things up. And uh, I, at that time, I was real. I was off the hard drugs. I wasn't doing any kind of chemicals, you know. I might have been smoking some pot or something. Still had an alcohol problem. And uh, I was trying to work through that. I was working hard at it, you know. Um, but it just seemed, seemed like I couldn't get myself free. And um, a guy I work with asked me to go to a Bible study. And I went to a Bible study down in a basement. It was in a house here in New Albany somewhere. I couldn't even tell you where that house was located. don't remember. But Dr. Jacobs, he was Michael Jacobs then. Pastor Jacobs. A lot of people called him Michael, believe it or not. But they did. And uh, he was doing that Bible study. And uh, I, uh, I went down to that Bible study and... Uh, and he preached, I remember he preached on confession. I'd never heard nothing like that before in my life. And it so affected me to hear somebody explain the Bible. You know, because the Bible was always some kind of a, I mean, I was brought up in church. But the Bible was just always some kind of unreal thing to me. And when he made it so real, when he said, no, you can take these scriptures and say them out your mouth and they'll have the power of God on them. And I just never heard, like, wow, really, you know. Because it never was taught to me as something that real, that tangible, see. And I thought, wow, I wonder if I could get off all these habits I got doing that, you know. It just began to click in me. My God, what he's preaching can change my life. And, uh, and it did, praise God. But the thing I'm trying to get to is, is after two or three weeks of going to that Bible study, he had put out a sheet and said, you know, I'm going to start a church in this city. If you'd like to be a part of it, sign this sheet. And uh, I, uh, I didn't have what it took to sign the sheet the first time he had it out. I thought about it, and I thought, man, you know, I got I to gotta get committed. I got to figure out where I'm at here. And I said, I'm going to go sign that sheet. So I remember after the Bible study, uh, I went up, and, and I was going to sign my name on that sheet. And, of course, doctor came over and introduced himself to me and, and uh, you know, I said, well, you know, I, I'm just a young messed up guy, but I want to be part of your church, you know. And uh, he said, great, you know, sign your name. And, and, and he said, is there anything I could pray with you about? And uh, I said, yeah, there is. Uh, I, want to, I want to get involved in this church. But I said, uh, you know, my wife's thinking about leaving me, and she's already talked about going to the lawyers and making it happen. I said, I don't want that to happen. I want to get my wife and my kids in this church, and I want to, I want to straighten my life out, you know. And uh, so he, he read this scripture to me and said, let's, let's just pray a prayer of agreement that God will send somebody by your wife that can minister to her and, and, and help her see what needs to take place here, and, and, and your marriage will be, you know, salvaged. And I was like, praise God, you mean you can do that? I mean, I brought up in church, and nobody ever read a scripture like that to me. Nobody ever said, no, you can, you can do this scripture, and God will move in your behalf. Nobody had ever done that for me. And, uh, man, I'm getting emotional. I apologize. But it so life-changing, so affected my life. So anyway, he prayed that prayer with me, and, and you know, to me... Uh, Man, I remember the expectation I had. Praise God, I had so much expectation on the inside. Who's it going to be? When's it going to happen? Woke up every day. Every day. I'm serious. Every day. Like, is today the day? Is it going to happen today? Who's it going to be? You know, just so excited about it. And, uh, my goodness, you know, 
when you have high expectation, that's your that's faith it. at work. That your faith is, is already bid in, and it's got a hold of it when you have expectation like that. And uh, I was a scripture illiterate, didn't know nothing, but faith will work for you. You don't have to know everything. My faith was working. In my ignorance, my faith was working just because I believed a scripture, because I believed a man of God when he said it would work for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got a lot to tell you today, today and I'm, but... You know, I'm going to take my time, and I'm, I'm going to do this best. I'm going to do it right, the best I can. Hallelujah. But, you know, you know, honor's so involved in this prayer. And I, and I realized that, you know, many years later, I thought one of the reasons that worked for me is because I honored that man of God. I mean, I, I literally thought I'd met a great prophet like I'd ran into Elijah or I'd ran into the Apostle Paul. I thought, man, I... And, you know, just in my ignorance, I just never seen anybody that understood the Bible, knew the Bible like that, and believed it like that, had it working for him like that, preached that it would work for you like that. Just never heard anybody preach it with that kind of faith on it. And, man, did it make a difference. Hallelujah. So I regarded, I regarded Dr. Jacobs like I was talking to the Apostle Paul. And, uh, you know... I believed God would move on his behalf. And that, I mean, I'm telling you, that's just where I was at. I didn't know I, I didn't have anything going. I had no reason to believe God would work for me. Did I, and if I did, I was totally ignorant of it, you know. But I believed God would do something in his behalf, and that's what put that expectation in me. So honor is so important. Who you have agree with you is important. There's some people, they're going to just go gossip by what you tell them. That's not what you need. You need somebody that, that honors the things of God and uh, respects the things of God. These promises are precious. And, and, uh, but I remember the expectation was in me. And, and uh, you know, glory to God. God moved in my behalf. God sent somebody to talk to my wife. And uh, it was just an amazing thing. Is actually a wife of one of my friends that really encouraged her. So, I mean, she knew her too and known her. We went to high school with them, so we, we knew them. But, you know, she was kind of messed up herself and still is today, you know. But, but she said, hey, you know, if you got a man that, you know, wants to straighten his life out and live right, why wouldn't you go? Why wouldn't you go? Why wouldn't you stay with him, you know? And uh, I think it, it affected her, but she didn't fully change. And then God spoke to her. And, uh, after God got done with her, she decided she was going to do what she was supposed to do. She wanted to stay married, and she said, I'm going to, when you go to church, I'm going to go. And uh, we, were, we were at the very first service this church had in, in a little house, and uh, we just don't hardly miss any ever since then. It's been 30-something years, and, and it's changed my life. And uh, the reason it's so emotional to me is because I think about my kids. Because, you know, if, if I hadn't got that connection, I was, you know, and, and if a divorce would have come, I would have fell right back into drugs and alcohol and just jacked my life all around. My kids probably would have went with my wife, and she would had no church, no connection, no man of God, no word working for her, you know, and they wouldn't be where they are today. So it's just very real to me, very, very important to me. So, uh, man... Thank God for this prayer of agreement. Yes. 
Thank God for a man of God that believed it, preached it like it would work. I mean, that's, you know, that's just special. Somebody will have enough faith about them and say, this is going to work for you. This is going to work for you. So we need to approach the Word of God like it's going to work for us. Have some expectation about it. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah, pr- pr- practice Mark eleven twenty two. Practice it. Because, you know, it, it, in the New King James it says, you know, have faith in God. And certainly we should, you know, but if you do a little study and, and you look at some different translations, you find it talks about having the faith of God. We need that God kind of faith working in us. And we don't need the wrong kind of faith. We need the God kind of faith working in us. We don't, need to, we don't need to pray it wrong. We don't need to practice it wrong. We don't need to do it in repetition incorrectly, you know. We need to get it right. We need to do it right. See, and that, that was done right in all my ignorance. It got done right because I met a man of God that knew how to do it and knew how to do it according to the word. Hallelujah. And uh, what an awesome thing. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about the prayer of faith. And uh, I call it the prayer of faith because that's what James calls it. Uh, Well, hold on just a minute. I I got some things I want to do, but I'm going to stick with my notes and just so we can get where I need to go here. Hallelujah. Everybody with me? I'm sorry I'm emotional, but praise God, this is just real to me. Hallelujah. And I want to read to you James chapter 5. Uh, we're going to read uh, verses 13 through 18. And uh, we're going to talk about prayer for a little bit. Hallelujah. There's a lot of different kind of ways of prayer, and none, none of them are unimportant. But this, this right here just gets to the very basics. We're going to talk about something that just gives you the very basics of prayer. And I don't know how far I'll get into it. I may get a little ways, I may not. But if you're in James 5, uh, we'll read verses 13 through 18. It says, Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he's committed sins, he will be forgiven. It says, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Don't ever forget that. He wasn't just some super prophet. He was a man, and you gotta, you got to remember that. He was a man, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Well, praise God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down by Scripture here a little bit, and we're going to talk about just a verse at a time. Um, not in a hurry. I don't care how far I get, to be honest with you. But uh, in verse 13, it says, Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let them sing songs. I want to talk about this word suffering for a little bit. Um, I think the King James uses the word afflicted. But suffering means going through a difficult period of time where you're suffering a hardship. You've hit a rough patch in life. You're hurting. You know, something is hurting you. And you have some pain in an area of life. Could be physical hurting. Financial hardship, just some circumstances of some kind 
You know, circumstances in life can be difficult and painful sometimes. It could be a relational issue with someone. Man, all, I've had all these areas. I mean, and, and there's just and there's more, more than I can even think of. You know, sometimes people at work are against you. Man, I've had some pressures at work where people come in and were against me. And uh, you ever been falsely accused of something? Man, that's a rough patch in life to get falsely accused. You know, so all these things can fall up under this word suffering. And, uh, you know, let me, let me just ask, just, just, just like James did, is anybody in here suffering? Anybody got any pain? Anybody hit a rough patch? Well, praise God. If so, the scripture indicates what? You must pray. Don't say get the pastor to pray. It doesn't say get your life group leader to pray. It doesn't say that. It says you pray. Hallelujah. Learn how to get yourself through some rough patches in life. <laughs> it can be done. It can be done just like, just like doing that scripture in agreement if you just do it the Bible way and just do what it says. Well, there's all kind of other scriptures in here you can apply to your life, all different kind of things that you can pray and all different kind of ways for you to get some victory when you've hit a rough patch in life. And, uh, you know, if life's gotten difficult for you, you better pray. That's the bottom line on that scripture. If life's gotten, and, you know, there's been times where I just flat didn't want to pray. Life was difficult, and I was so caught up in the difficulty, I wasn't even thinking about God. I wasn't thinking about my answer. I wasn't thinking about his way out of it. Well, what a, what a shame, you know. That's a, that's a pretty sad reflection. But I've been there. Hallelujah. And that's why I'm pushing at you the, the way I am. You should pray. Praise God. Stir yourself up to do this first. If you've hit a rough patch in life, pray. Glory to God. Go to God and pray. Pray it out. Pray it through. Figure it out. Decide you're going to endure to the end. You're getting to the other side. That's, that's on you to pray that out. Pray that through. Glory to God. Now, believe me, you've hit one rough patch, you're probably going to hit another one before it's over. So you better learn how to do it. The younger you learn how to do it, the better you learn how to do it, the better life's going to be. That's just, just the way it is. Life's full of it, full of pain, full of hurts full of transitions. It's, it's all kind of things. you got to learn how to pray your way through while you're hurting. While you're hurting. Pray. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If life's got difficult, you better learn to pray. What if you say, well, I just seem like I'm hurting all the time. Better be praying all the time. It's not hard. It's real simple. Pray. Learn how to pray. If you pray all the time, that's, that's just good. Um, I like to flip it this way, though. If you'll lengthen your prayer time, it'll shorten your pain time. Yeah. Lengthen your prayer time and shorten your pain time. And uh, I mean, God's got answers. The book's full of promises and answers to all those different kind of things that you go through. And maybe sometimes, you know, when other people involved, they may not respond and may not act right, but you got your side of it, and you can do your side, and you can come out. Do your side. Yep, you can come out. God will back up what you believe him for. Fully believe that. Fully persuaded of that. Hallelujah. Okay. The other half of the verse. 
It says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Then it says, is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing songs. So is anyone among you cheerful? Different translations. I, I went and looked at some different ones, and it says merry, happy, glad, feeling good about it. That's just the way some other translations break it down. But it's obviously not talking about the one that's in pain. It's obviously not talking about the one that's dealing with the rough patch. It's talking about somebody that everything's going pretty good today. And I've spent a pretty good portion of my life here at Church on the Rock in that area where life was pretty good, pretty good. Hallelujah. You know, I mean, God's just done all kind of things for me, you know, financially, in my marriage, with my kids, healed my body. And sometimes things are just pretty good. God's just helping you, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm so thankful for all those, those times that I can look back on and say, wow, Father, you, you really did me a solid time after time after a time. Hallelujah. So he's not talking in this scripture about somebody that's facing a difficulty today. And uh, if you're not that person, then, then you should be expressing your thanksgiving to God. It says... Uh, let him sing psalms. Praise God. Well, psalms is over in the realm of being thankful. Psalms is over in that realm where you're, where you're praising God. So, you know, we should be expressing yes. ourselves to God through praise and thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, there's no such thing as silent praise. No such thing. Now, I think there is silent worship. I think you can worship God very quietly in your own way, in your own quiet time, and just worshiping, just getting still before God, and it's worship. But you can't praise him quietly. You can't praise him silently. Praise is visible. Praise is vocal. Hallelujah. It's up out of, the, up out of your inner being, words being expressed. That's, that's, that's praise. That's being thankful. Praise God. And you ought to just be singing some songs even. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm. So it's visible and it's vocal. So what's it saying here? It says if you're in pain, pray. If you're not in pain and you're not in this suffering, then praise. Very simple verse. James 1 says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So, you know, you can do some praising even when you're in the pain. And a real faith person does, and you grow into that. You learn, you know. And I've, I've learned that you sometimes you pray a while, then you praise a while, then you pray a while, then you praise a while. And it, it'll keep you better lined up with the Scripture, keep you in a better flow of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So when you're in pain, you can still have some joy. Hallelujah. You have to work on it. You have to work on it. But you're to pray. But you're to pray. And if you're not suffering, then be praising God. So what are you saying here? You should, you should either be praying or praising all the time. All the time. One or the other. One or the other. Praise be to God. Man, just think about that. God wants to hear from you. God wants to hear from you. Every day. Nonstop. Think about it. Every day and nonstop, God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear your praise. He wants to hear your prayer, and he wants to hear your praise. 
He wants it going on 24-7. All the time. Man, I'm learning how to do this. I know it's a simple little prayer, but I'm still learning about it. And, uh, you know, it seemed like I was able to do it at home a lot better than I could do it at work. And I've been working on my how I, uh, how I do things at work for about five years now. I've been really working on me. And uh, I found out that you can get the angels involved with you at work. You can get the Holy Ghost to talk to you at work. There's all kind of things that can happen. I've had some situations, you know, that, you know, I have budgeted things and I can only spend so much money and I have to get things approved and, you know, I may get something approved, make something happen. Then it goes awry and doesn't work well. Well, I don't have to go get the other guy to call him when it's all messed up. I have to call him. So, uh, you know, sometimes it's like this is a difficult phone call. You know, but I have found I can pray and God will show me what to say. God will show me what to do. God will have, he'll put favor on my life. Nobody's seen it coming. Praise God except me. I'm believing for it. Hallelujah. But God will help you on your workplace. God will help you with your interactions with all that you do. And uh, sometimes I'm sitting there at my computer and, and you know, I got I to gotta create something. I got to switch over and be this creative guy and in, invent some kind of a piece of tooling or a fixture or a way to hold something. And uh, I don't have a clue, you know. And I, I found out I can pray and God will help me. He's very creative. God will give me ideas. He'll help you. He'll help you on your workplace as you pray. So sometimes I'm sitting there and God, I don't know what to do. And I'll pray and believe God. But there's other times when uh, everything's going well and I, you know, things are kind of clicking on. All my projects, you know, I'm managing some projects. They're all going well. And I'm just walking across the street to the other building. And I'm praising God. Nobody knows it. Hallelujah but me. Hallelujah, but I'm praising God. If they got close enough, they'd hear me. But I, you know, I don't, I don't just boast it in front of everybody. And, but hallelujah, I've learned how to be thankful at work. I've learned how to give thanks for how my life's going. It's, it's 24-7. It's all day, every day. It's just, it's just not, you know, my Saturday mornings at home in, in, in the Word and prayer. It's, it's, it's a thing of life. It's a way of life where you learn how to pray without ceasing. You know, everybody understands you. You said breathe without ceasing. Yeah. You know, you got to breathe. Well, I think prayer is kind of the same way. Pray without ceasing. Just like, just, just like, it's just like taking breath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, so when it's all smooth, let's be thankful. Let's be thankful. Thank God. Hallelujah. Sometimes when it's not so smooth, you can be thankful as well. Just, that's just the way a faith person operates. But let's look at verse 14. Hallelujah. Now verse 14 says, Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So is anyone among you sick? The word sick in the Greek means more than just physical sickness. And I heard a preacher say that. Wasn't sure I believed it, so I went and looked it up. And it, he was right. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I mean, I can't, I can't really look up in the Greek the way Dr. Jenkins says. He's got books and resources. He can even pull out a, a Greek New Testament. So, I mean, you know, I don't know everything about, about these words. But just, just simply looking at it in a strong, you realize that it, it, means, it means weakness. It means weary. You know, and I think, well, you know. How do, you, how do you relate to that? And I thought, well, have you ever, you ever heard somebody say, I'm just sick of my job? 
Well, they're not getting ready to throw up. What do they mean? They're sick of their job. It means that job has wearied them. They're tired of it. They're tired of it, and they're wearied. So I see the interchangeability of that word, how that could work out like that. But it certainly can mean physically sick as well. Don't, don't, don't leave that out. But it can just mean that you're weary, that you're weary. So, uh, you know, if you're weary, you're tired, you're just beat down, or if you're physically sick, it says here to call the elders to pray. And uh, I don't know, I could go into it about the elders, but I don't think I want to spend a lot of time on that. But you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to just be a five-fold person. But, uh, you know, I think the, if you break these scriptures down, it's saying if you're, if you're suffering and in pain, you pray. And if you're cheerful, then you praise God. And if you're weary or sick, then you call for elders of the church. So in verse 13, you're praying for yourself. In verse 14, you need some help. You need some help. Praise God. Anybody ever need some help? Hallelujah. I have. I've needed some help. Hallelujah. I'm getting close to the skip part, so I've got to figure out what I'm going to do here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Yeah. Let me, let me lead you a couple of scriptures because sometimes faith people, I don't think that we don't want to talk about being weary. We don't want to talk about being tired. And it, it really shouldn't be your confession. That's not something you should be confessing, but let's just face the reality of it that church people get weary. Church people get tired. Our greatest of leaders get tired. They get weary. And I'm going, to read you, I'm going to read this to you about, about Paul. Make sure I got the right scripture before I take off reading. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. It says, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure and above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Now he's beginning to think he's not even be able to go on. Yeah. That's, that's significant. He said, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. The sentence of death. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in the God who raises from the dead. So he's thinking, you know, I just may be out of here. But I'm trusting God to raise me up. Yeah. But then it says in verse 10, this same God who delivered us, from so great a death. He got delivered. And he says, and he does deliver. And whom we trust that he will still deliver us. And then I like verse 11 because it says, you also helping together in prayer for us that thanks we may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many. So their prayers are so important. I mean, here's a man, he's, he's destitute. He's despaired. He's, the, he's at the point of thinking, I don't even know if I'm going to go on. I'm at the point of death here. Hallelujah. And somebody prayed. Somebody prayed and helped him. That's a great man of God. That's a great man of God. But he was, he was tired. He was weary. He was at the point of death. But somebody prayed. And they helped him together with their prayers. 
Hallelujah. And uh, God delivered him, and he's believing God's still going to deliver him yet again. But he gave, he gave some, uh, some thoughts to the people that helped together in prayer with him. That he recognized that they had a, had a part to play in his going on. They had a part to play in his being delivered from death. Praise be to God. What an awesome thing to think about. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let me read you another scripture because people, people get wearied. The great leaders get wearied. But, uh, and I just, I just got this this morning, these two thoughts I'm giving you. Go to Mark chapter 2. Man, I, sometimes I'm up here and I get so many thoughts, I don't know which way to go. I don't know what to say. Hallelujah. But I've been thinking about life group, and this, this prayer here kind of helped me think about life group a little bit. I'm not in the right, right page here. Chapter 2, starting verse 1, it says, And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. And immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Hello, that's what happened to me. Dr. Jacobs preached the word to me. He was preaching life-changing stuff in there. Praise God. It says, Then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when he had broken through, they let down the bed in which the paralytic was lying. Verse 5 says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic sons, your sins are forgiven you. And uh, so here's a guy, he can't even get up. Here's a guy, I mean, he's, he's beat down, low as you can get. Life's hard. He's, in, he's been in a tough spot, been in a tough spot for a long time. But I thought about that, he had four men. Four men. My God, it's important who you have around you, you know? That's why I think life groups are important. You need to get around some people that can help you. You know, I think it's, it's important for us to point people toward where they can get their help. And I think that's something we can do in, in a life group. You know, in, in James it says, you know, that, that they should call for the elders of the church. Well, sometimes people don't have what it takes to walk through the door and come down here and get an elder. I, I didn't. I was in the basement in a little Bible study just, just trying to get started, see, and met a real man of God. But sometimes you need a real man of God in your life to help you. And uh, this man here, he needed help. Jesus had his help, but he had four men that wasn't going to stop at nothing to get this man his help. I mean, they tried to get near the door, and their way, it was just so crowded they couldn't even get close enough to hear what was going on in there. And they wouldn't let it stop them. They went up and up on the roof and tore a hole in the roof and let a man down. What Jesus say? Let me just read it to you again. When Jesus saw their faith. Now, did he see the paralytic's faith? No, that's not whose faith he saw. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytics, son, your sons are forgiven you. And you go on to read this. The man got up, carried his cart off. Hallelujah. Because of somebody else's faith. Somebody else's faith. My God, what we can do in our prayer life if we'll just have some faith in our prayer life. What we can do in our life group if we'll be people of faith. I know Pastor Jordan, I, it's really that's his vision, the life group, and I've been trying to get a hold on it, you know. 
and that's helping me. I'm, I'm getting my help here and there. But I know he has a vision of that, you know, for life groups to be a help to, for people that are out there. And they need a man of God. They need a church. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing for us to remember in our life groups. Hallelujah. Let's help get people to the anointing. Let's help get people to Jesus. Hallelujah. And uh, I don't know where I'm going to go from there, but that, that just came out. That's just all written in, in ink that, you know, skip this and say this. I got that sitting in, in prayer this morning with, with uh, Brother Dale. Hallelujah. Hmm. Got to have the right people around. So important to have the right people around. People help get you to Jesus. Help get you to Jesus. Help you get you, get you your help. Praise God. Get you up under the anointing. Get you to where the word's being preached. Jesus was preaching the word. Hallelujah. That's an awesome thing to get around the word of God being preached under the anointing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we got a bunch of skip, 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 skip. So, Hallelujah. Well, all right, I'm going to wrap it up. I had a bunch of testimony. I was going to tell testimonies about when I needed some help. Uh, one of them was when Sonny was in Colorado. And, and I remember that, you know, they didn't tell us how bad things was. Well, I guess I'm telling it anyway. Okay. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't tell us how bad things were. They really didn't. They just said, you need to get out here. And, and, and we had to go through all kinds of things to get out there. I see Brother Steve sitting back there. He helped me actually get there. It seemed like ever. Every person you wanted to fly with didn't leave till the next day, or had this long lay, hang, you know, layover, and it was going to be, you know, a long time. And he helped me find a plane that would get me there the next day, and we got there early. And uh, when we walked up to where he was, he's in an ICU unit. And uh, when we walked up there, the guy that he was swimming, uh, the swimming, and where that he was skiing with. Uh, he, he's sitting there talking to this group of doctors, and uh, he asked them, he says, well, what's his chances? And I'm like, my God, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even ask such a question, you know. That wasn't the way I was thinking. I, you know, I'm thinking faith, and I'm, but he asked it, and I'm standing there listening, you know, and they said, well, about 50-50, you know. And see, I was just, I was, I was set back when I heard that because, see, I didn't really know it was anything that serious. I was just trying to get out there and get there and, and uh you know, and then you go and you look at him, and he's got his leg in traction, and he's got his neck braced on, and and uh, he's he's in a drug-induced coma, and you're just like, you know, this, this don't look good, you know. And then they start down this list of stuff that's wrong with him, you know, all these broken vertebrae and his back and his neck, and he's got a, I don't know the name of that artery that's in your neck that supplies blood to the brain, but it, it's got a laceration in it. And if he moves just right, He's going to bleed out and die, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, this is serious stuff going on here, you know, and uh, um, yeah, he had punctured lungs and just all kind of things, and, uh, you know, so uh, for a minute, I guess you could say I got a little overwhelmed. I was a little overwhelmed, and uh, I remember that, that they sent my man of God to me. This church helped pay to get him there, took up an offering, sent him out there, and Brother Steve and and Jacob came with him, and, and what a blessing it was to see some people that I knew, some people of faith, and my man of God, the one that I had all this regard for me, all this honor and this regard. See, that's still working. I'm still looking at him like that. 
And see, I'm starting to put a, put a pull on his faith that my man of God's come to be my help. See, sometimes you just need some help. And uh, believe me, we, ha- we weren't making wrong confessions. We'd been trained. We knew what to do. All right? But we still needed some help. Still needed some help. Even in all that we knew. You know, nobody ever really knows enough. There's always more to learn. Hallelujah. But we got our help. They sent our man of God to us, and we got our help. And, uh, you know, he, he taught us about that scripture in Psalm 41. And he read that to us, and I thought, well, my God, he's not going to die. Because that's what the scriptures, he, he already got the verse. Said he went up, I think he said he went upstairs in his home and prayed, and God gave him that verse. And he said he knew he wasn't going to die. And when he read it to me, I knew he wasn't going to die. Just like that. Hallelujah. So what, a, what an awesome thing. And then the other testimony I was going to tell was about getting healed. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a long testimony. It's probably 45 minutes so I'm not, I'm not going to go in. And I've told it when we were here once before, and it was, it was long. And I could, I, could, I could shrink it down, but it would still take longer than it should. So I'm not going to go into all that. But I would like to recap for a minute. Verse 13 says, you know, everybody's got to step it up and pray for yourself. Pray the Word. Pray in the Spirit. And then step up your praise life. You either be praying or praising God all the time. Just the way you should live, just like you should breathe. Just not ceasing to breathe, not ceasing to be praying and praising God. Get more gratitude in your life. Get more gratitude in your life. And I've, I've been learning that over the last few years, too. I mean, not that I haven't done it, but I just, just as you get older and you look back on your life, you're like, my God, I should be so thankful. I should be so thankful. I mean, I'm living better than I ever thought I would live. I'm healthy. You know, I don't take any medications. I don't even have a doctor. I'm not against them. I think maybe I may get one. But I haven't been to one in so long, I can't, even, I can't tell you when I went to a doctor. I go check my blood pressure, and it's fine. They do, uh, well, they call that biometrics or something where they take your blood. They do that for us once a year at work, and it always comes back good, you know. Hallelujah. So I'm just so thankful, so thankful, you know. Living living a more prosperous life. I mean, when I was 26 or 7, when I met Dr. Jacobs, I never had a hope of having anything. I was just trying to figure out how to get by and didn't have any vision of of living well, blessing my children or being able to bless a man of God or any of the things that I'm able to do now. And I'm so thankful. So get your thanksgiving up. Get your thanksgiving up. It don't matter where you're at, you know. I remember... I remember when we were meeting that house, and, and we'd been to a few church services. I don't know how many. It was summertime, and the church started in April. So maybe we'd been going three or four months, and, and doctor greets us at the door and says, well, how's it going? And I said, man, you just wouldn't believe the things that God's doing for me. You know, I'd bought a weed eater. I mean, I was thrilled about the fact I had <laughs> enough money to buy a weed eater. You know? But I was thankful. I was, th- I was thankful enough for it that I even told the man of God. You know, he's probably like, a weed eater? Okay. But, you know, that's just where I was at. Hallelujah. And God's been good to me and brought me a mighty long way. Mighty long way. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. So keep your thanksgiving up. Keep your thanksgiving up. Stay thankful for wherever you're at. Wherever you're, you're just starting in or whether you've been in it a long time. Be thankful. Be thankful for everything you got. 
If you got a good family that loves Jesus, uh, you're a blessed person. You're a blessed person. I spent a few minutes with Sonny. I went down to watch Joe play basketball and just spent a few minutes with him, and God's moving in his life. God's moving, and he's getting ready to have a meeting with Dr. Jacobs, but God's doing some other things back over here. Things are happening for him. Hallelujah. I'm just so thankful, so thankful. See, if I hadn't met my man of God and got my life fixed or my marriage fixed, he wouldn't be doing that. He wouldn't be. You know, it just wouldn't have happened that way. It, it would have been maybe the will of God, but I would have cut it off if I hadn't got my life fixed. See, it's just bigger than you. Praise God. So be thankful. Be thankful. Hallelujah. And then verse 14, we'll recap a little bit on that. If, you, if you're weak or sick, get some help. Get some help. Get some help. Call the church. Let them know. Say, I need some help. Do you know what? Like I say, I've been here a long time, and I've seen a lot of people come in here that should have stayed and didn't. I think some of them just got tired. Some of them were just weary. And they threw in the towel and they quit. Threw in the towel and quit. That's sad, I think. That's sad. Get some help. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. You know, and, and it's like, say, with the, the way our church is structured and we have light groups, you know. Pastor Jordan's believing that he put these leaders and he picked them. He's believing them to have anointing on their life. He's believing them to be able to help people. See, we're all growing in it. We're all trying to grow and be better leaders, you know. And, uh, but, you know, if you, if you need some help, tell your life group leader. Hey, that's where I'm struggling. Pray for me, you know. And let's pray for people. If you're a life group leader, have some faith about you. Praise God. I mean, God will move in your behalf. I mean, you know, I'd go into more testimonies. But, I, you know, when I started doing outreach with Dr. Hattaball, I was amazed at what God would do through me. I was, ama- I was amazed what God was doing through him. I had enough whatever it took to lay his hands on somebody with cancer and rebuke that thing. I've seen people get healed out there on the street. I've seen a lady... Just got out of the hospital that morning. Dr. Hatterball prayed for her, and you know, the power of God shot through her, and she started shouting and hollering, you know, out there on the street. You know, you'd be amazed what God would do with you if you just, if you just believe it. Be a Mark 16 person. Praise God. Lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, pray, and just, just, just start doing it. Hallelujah. I hope I'm helping somebody because I'm really, I'm just, I'm just rambling out beyond what I, I'm not even doing what I wanted to do today. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, believe you're anointed. Believe the anointing of God will work through you. Now, here, here's, here's another thought that I had, and I had to got this at Life Group, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up here in a minute. I was going to pray for some people, but I may not even do that. Hallelujah. But Brother Paul Atkinson over was talking and he got to talking about prayer, and he said, he uh, said, Dr. Jacobs talked about getting people spirit-filled and praying in the spirit. He said, I believe it could spark a renewal in our church. I believe it could spark a revival in our church. You know, I agree with that, totally. I agree with that. Hallelujah. I believe if we'll all just step it up, if we'll all just take our place, 
There's a revival just waiting on us. Just waiting on us. Hallelujah. Let's just be people of prayer. And we may have, we have more, more to do with what kind of revival we'd have than we know. Because I, I, I've seen little glimpses of it. But I believe there's a revival we can have that has signs and wonders and miracles like we've never seen before. I'm talking about miraculous things. Hallelujah. I mean, I, it's getting darker out there. I don't know if the world they ain't even interested. But for those of us that are, God's ready to move. God's ready to pour out. God's ready to do some awesome things. Hallelujah. So let's just believe for it. Let's just believe for it. I think Dr. Jacob said that last week, did he not? Did he get up and say that he sees a move of God coming? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray for a move of God. Let's just pray everybody in here will get spirit-filled and pray in tongues, and we'll all just step up in our prayer life. We'll learn how to deal with the things that we need to deal with. We'll learn how to get help where we need help. And just move up, move on, be everything we're supposed to be as a church. Believe for the anointing of God to rest upon us. Hallelujah. We could be a sign and a wonder in this place. We really can. If we just, if we just decide to, if we just decide we're going to be doers of the word and we're going to do what, what we've been taught, just decide we're going to do it. Just say, hey, if not us, who? Yeah. You know, Sonny went in the ministry on, on that statement right there. Not totally, not totally. But he was listening to Pastor Debbie Simons preach, and she said that. If not you, then who? If not now, when? See, we need to think about that. Hallelujah. We're the church. We're a region-changing church. We've been picked out. This church was picked out by God. Dr. Jacobs driving over the hill. said, would you start a church for me in this city? God wanted a church here. Hallelujah. We're a part of something awesome. I don't think we realize as much as we should. We just kind of come in and go out, and, and uh, we don't realize what God's done here. You're sitting in a place that's full of strength. You're sitting in a place that's full of power. You're sitting in a place that's got the anointing. You're sitting in a place where there's people in here who got a heart for the lost. There's people in here that's got a heart for the sick. Hallelujah. And we've got what they need. Hallelujah. We can get people saved. We can get people healed. We can get people delivered. We can change lives. Just like mine got changed. Just like yours got changed. Everybody's got a story. I just had the opportunity to tell mine. Everybody's got a story. Hallelujah. And there's a lot of stories to be, be made and to be told that are still out there. They're lost and they're undone. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. I had it in my heart to pray for people that, that, um, that were just weary. I'm, I'm real. I've pushed my time way beyond what I would think. But if you're weary today, if you're just tired and you're weary and you need some help, I'd like to pray for you. I really would. And I, yeah. Uh, well, praise God. Just come on. If you, if, you, if you just know that's you, that you need some help, that you're weary, that you're tired. Maybe you're thinking about throwing in the towel. Maybe you're thinking about giving up. Just come on up, praise God, and I'm going to pray for you.
Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to read you a scripture. I always read this scripture before I minister. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Just come on up and I'm just going to, I'm just going to read to you as you're coming. This is 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7. Now, I always read verses 10 and 11 and confess them before I minister, but I wanted to back up and read verse 7. It says, But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. So let's, let's just realize that, you know, it says here, the end of all things is at hand. I don't know that we're, we're wrapping it up in the next few days, but we're certainly closer to wrapping it up than we've ever been before. And we need to be ser- serious and watchful in our prayers. And above all, have fervent love for one another. Love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. Then he says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. Find out what your gift is and minister it to each other. It's good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And then it says, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. So anybody, you get up here and you want to minister, you want to be able to have utterance, be able to utter what God would have you say. And then it says, if anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God gives in all things that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory and dominion forever and ever. So I'm going to minister to you today, not because I'm anything, but because I've got God-given ability. God-given ability. And that's what I'm going to minister to you. I don't even think I'm going to talk to you. I don't know if I'm even going to pray in English. I'm just going to, I'm going to lay my hands on you and believe for that God-given ability to go in you. And it's going to help you. If you've come up here and you're, you're, you're weary and you're tired, you're going to get God-given ability to deal with it. Praise God. Does that help anybody?